0: You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee before the wrath to come? Bear fruits that befit repentance. John the Baptist was a tough guy, and he occupies the advent stage front. And center, confronting the people with a call to repentance. It's a stern message. But isn't the call to repentance really, in one sense, the fundamental spiritual task? that we as individual people are engaged in. Repentance is really a call to come to our true selves. It's a call to self-examination. It's a call to renewal. It's a call to open our hearts to God in a new way. The way I see it is God has created each one of us, special, unique, different. We all have particular gifts, and God is involved with each of us calling to use those gifts in the best way, and so we're making our way through life. And from time to time, we have a vision of where we're meant to go and how we're meant to use those gifts, and so we move in that direction the problem for us human beings is we have a knack for getting off course. A knack for losing the vision. Getting disconnected from where we're meant to go. Now part of it is that where we're meant to go keeps changing as well. So it is a problem of reflection or challenge of reflecting, of trying to discern where we're meant to be, what we're meant to do now. And so we make our journey. We come to places like this to reflect, to pray, to to open our hearts, to try to understand where it is God wants us to move now. And when we have another moment, and we see where the true path is for each of us, we turn again and move in that direction. The act of repentance... It's a lifelong challenge for each one of us. The work is never over until it's over. And so John's call to repentance, an ongoing process of looking within ourselves to see where we are in relationship to where we're meant to be and to move in that direction. To use the gifts and talents that God has given each one of us in God's service for God's greater glory. So, John the Baptist occupies that stage. And I think one of the things that is so important for us as we look at the biblical stories is to see ourselves in relationship to these people, perhaps develop relationships with them. Over the years, As we keep the season of Advent, John the Baptist occupies the second and third Sundays of the season. What other things can we learn from John? What other things do we need in our time to pay attention to that John teaches us? One of the fascinating things about John is that the word of God came to him at all. In the beginning of that third chapter, you have this litany of all the powerful people in the world. The Emperor Augustus and Herod, who is tetrarch of this or that, and Licinius, who is the governor here and there. And the word of God comes to John in the wilderness. Well, wasn't the word meant to go to Augustus and Licinius and Herod and Annas and Caiaphas, the high priest? I mean, they're the people who control the destiny and the future of the world of that time. But the word of God didn't come to those people. It came to John in the wilderness, in a strange place, off the beaten track. So one of the important things is for us as spiritual people, is to pay attention to what's happening at the margins, at the fringes of our lives. The people who come to us from places that we least expect them to come to us from. The people who are least like us. The people who are on the other side of the boundaries that tend to identify us socially, economically, ethnically, Residents of a particular part of the city, whatever those things are, to pay attention to the other side. And to also listen, listen deeply to what they're saying and try to learn and develop that relationship. And also have the opportunity not only to listen and to pay attention to those people coming from the edges, but to build those relationships with them and to share our own stories with them. The values and things that we think are important as well. That way we begin to build a society that breaks down some of those barriers, some of those things that separate us. Because that's one of the keys making this world a brighter and a better place. One of the things that happened to John is John raised the level of expectation. People got really, really excited about him, at least the people who followed him. And they wanted to make him the Messiah. And John would have none of that. Said, I came to baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. It's this sense of being an instrument in John, that the focus is not on him. He's not the epitome, he's not where it ends. But the next chapter is important. John's chapter has been important, but the next chapter is important as well. It's this whole sense as we look at John about passing the baton that you and I have faith in our time or we We're here in this place you know for a time and we actually got our values we're not here for nothing we're here because somebody touched us with faith or made developing our spiritual lives important in some way And so, and however we do that, we've tried to respond to that, and so we come to a place like this on a Tuesday night, late in December, the third, just off the third Sunday of Advent. So we're here, and in a sense we carry the baton of faith, of spirit hope in our time, and eventually we have to pass it on. What kind of legacy have we inherited from other people who went before us? Where did John's legacy come from? What we know is that John passed it on. It wasn't stopping with him. He was going to carry the baton for his time and then pass it on to his cousin Jesus. That's so important for us that we're instruments because it's in that sense of passing that we realize... That whatever we have, the gifts we have or the strength of spirit we have, it's not ours. That we've been called to it in this moment in time and we have this gift of the spirit. We're instruments in our moment and then we pass it on. So the spirit can continue to work in all those places. In a sense, it's a sign of humility. Whatever positions we have in life, they're important, but they're not the whole story. And basically, as we're open to being an instrument for God's Spirit, great work can happen. We can be drawn into relationships with other people. We can be drawn into relationship with the world in particular kinds of ways because faith must never become something that's just private and draw the wagons in a circle kind of mentality, we're meant to change the world, to make it a more loving, compassionate, just place. So there's that question for each one of us. What sort of legacy do we pass on to other people? And be mindful with the spirit of thanksgiving for what we've inherited from other generations. People who've touched us with faith, people who have given us that gift. Now, I'm fond of living under the mantra that has three things. Show up, pay attention, lean in. It all begins by showing up, so you all showed up tonight. But one of the things that's really important about this place is there is a residential community of 12 people who show up to hold the prayer space three times a day at 7 a.m., 12 noon, and 6 o'clock. They hold it. People like me come in and out, depending on my schedule or what I'm involved with and all of that, but they show up. They hold the space. So, wherever you are and the activities that you're part of, never underestimate the importance of showing up. It doesn't mean that just because you show up, something big's going to happen. But if you don't show up, it can't happen. So, show up and pay attention. Pay attention. John the Baptist is a hard guy to pay attention to. Most of the time, when I hear that call to repentance, it makes me feel guilty. Oh my God, what have I not done this time? I mean, it's a, it can. I really have to work at it to see that it really is my life's work, and it's an ongoing kind of process. But paying attention to those people who come from strange places, who have messages that are hard for us to hear, show up, pay attention, and then lean in. That means get back to the work. Take what we come and we envision here, we celebrate here, and take it into the world. Because it is all about building a more compassionate, just, caring society. We have a role. We need to work for God's kingdom. One of the glories of this place, because the mission is the healing of our city, and it begins in prayer hospitality racial reconciliation spiritual growth are all are all important but it's that sense of mission we come apart to pray for the mission for the work to understand how god's spirit can work through each one of us but then we got to get back to it it never can stay here We've got to act on what we perceive god calling us to be and to do and the work goes on. Then we get beat up by the world, or pushed around. The forces of darkness are strong. And they're not going to go away. And so we come back here. Sometimes feel defeated. Sometimes we feel pretty good about what's happened. But again, to offer it all up in prayer. And to find the strength to discover what the next step is. And then to move out again. To bring something of God to a broken and a confused world to make it better. Show up, pay attention, lean in. John the Baptist strides across the Advent stage. He brings us an important word. And the Advent season continues to unfold. Next week we hear about the announcement of the birth. And then it's on to Christmas. Christmas. And so the spiritual life of God in our world continues. Show up, pay attention, lean in.